you know, not my favorite in the Humongous Cock series. He was just a next-level masturbator. I'm a lot of area codes apart. Love the Humongous Cocks. Have you ever not gotten rock hard looking at an enlarged picture of Andrew Jackson? Or a threesome, or like, you know, an orgy. Hello and welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, theballerlifestyle.com. It's me, Brian Beckner, episode 23, right here where we always are every week talking to you because it's what we'd love to do. And uh, I'm speaking of that, there's a new mailbag. I always have to address these topics off the top. Uh, there's a new mailbag on the website now that you should go and check out. A lot of people with some excellent responses to our draft stravaganza. A lot of people, a lot of people that haven't watched The Wire, which is weird to me. But a lot of people with their own choices of Wire characters that they'd like to be their best friend in real life, uh, among other answers to other questions from draft extravaganza so you should definitely go check that out i'm really excited about the mailbag because that it's a good way that we can interact and uh respond to you directly and it's a way that you can be funny for everyone to see so um go check that out mailbag and if you have more and if you want to respond to anything you hear on the show or anything you see on the website send an email mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com also fancy sex new fancy sex column coming this week we still want your sex and relationship questions here, so email those to fancysex at theballerlifestyle.com. Today on the show, a few, few big sports topics, including something everybody's been waiting for. We've all been wondering who's got the biggest dong on the Philadelphia Eagles, and apparently we found that out, so that's something we're going to discuss. Uh, Vince McMahon lost a third of his fortune, which... I don't know where you come out on that. It's interesting. It happened in a day. Uh, I'm sure he's made it all back by now, unfortunately, but we'll definitely talk about Vince McMahon's big stock hit that he took. $350 million bucks in a day. No big deal. Uh, and Michael Sam's boyfriend. We've, Michael Sam's been a big topic. He's got drafted. He's gay. He's into twinks. And his boyfriend turns out has mob ties or he's the grandson of a mobster, which I'm pretty sure is worse than Tony Soprano seeing a therapist. Um, but also, not only that, not only is his boyfriend uh, a mob heir or a, from a mob family, but his boyfriend's ex-boyfriend is a gay porn star so like this is getting better every day we need to discuss that um and in non-sports topics today some guy in tennessee of all places surprised it's not florida he i'm sure he's got florida ties um he intercoursed a picnic table in an atm machine so that's definitely something we're going to talk about and then of course fancy pop everybody's favorite uh we, we got a hit we weren't able to get to it last week uh so we're going to hit it this week Jay-Z and Solange, what happened there? It's been a big topic. We'll cover it as only we can. Of course, Tori and Dean, every, that's on everybody's lips. And tons of other celebrity stuff, I'm sure, that Kate's going to want to talk about in Fancy Pop. So stay tuned for that towards the end of the show. Uh, joining me now, as always, now that I've broken it down for everybody, Mr. New Jersey himself, Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? 
I'm pretty pretty good, uh, pretty confused. I was just reading right before we started here that Roger Goodell has awarded the next Super Bowl or whenever the next one that was up to Minnesota over New Orleans. That's great. That's so like, Minnesota got a new stadium, right? Yes. Yeah. So they they he's rewarding the owners for fleecing the uh, city. Or the state for uh, much-needed funds to build a stadium that will only make the ri- owner richer. Well, that's that's like a rule. You get a stadium built and you get a Super Bowl. But it's it's ridiculous. Why have a Super Bowl there? Well, there's, In, in, in yeah. January, Minnesota, I've never been to Minneapolis, but I know people who have. And there are like tunnels to get through the city in the winter. Like January... Nobody's outside. There are like, I, yeah. I guess there are bridges between buildings, yep. so you can you can pretty much go around without having to be outside. But like, it's miserable there. Yeah, everyone just goes to the Mall of America because it's huge <laughs> and indoors. Or ice fishing. Yeah, or hey. ice fishing, which is the, has to be the most boring. I did a Friday facts recently about a guy who ice fished in Minnesota, or no, it wasn't a Minnesota. It was in Michigan. And he ice fished on the wrong, on the Canadian side of the border and had to, had lost his record because he was like a hundred feet too far in his in his ice fishing. Uh, yeah, that's a hobby. That's a, that's a godforsaken part of the country. No offense to any listeners we have there, but there's, I mean, it's I'll t- fucking tundra. It's freezing. Why would they have a Super Bowl there? It's it's terrible. And New Orleans is such a good town. Like yeah. and they've they've had lots of Super Bowls, so clearly they can pull it off. But maybe the lights going out last time might might have hurt their chances. But yeah, they need a better building. I feel like that's like the town gets the game there. That's why they don't have the Super Bowl in San Diego anymore because the, the stadium's shitty. But there's only a few places that should be allowed to host a Super Bowl, and they should be warm weather places: Miami, San Diego. Because nobody wants to go to the snow in January. I went to the one in Miami uh, when Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl. Yep. And, well, one, it being the only Super Bowl where it rained kind of sucked. But, yeah. Uh, it beat the Bears. Yeah. that was I, I didn't, Hester, I, Hester took the opening kickoff for a touchdown. That's and then right. I don't, I don't remember anything else about the game. It was a pretty boring game. Yes. But anyway, it was, it was a cool experience. But that stadium is... It's it's like by Fort Lauderdale. I, I'm not sure of geography, but it's, it was far from Miami because right. I was at South Beach and I got in some bus, some party bus that took us there, and it was a long ride, like an hour with traffic oh, to get to the stadium. No it was far. That's no so it's good. not it's not even like a fun Miami Super Bowl. Like New Orleans, the good thing I mean that that stadium does suck, and it was the home of lots of miserable stuff during Katrina. Right, but. uh you can walk there from from Bourbon Street. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. centrally located is located is important. Uh, I, I don't know Minnesota. They had one yeah. in New York. The one good thing about Minnesota is: Are you watching Fargo? The show? No, is it good? It is. I is like it? it, and okay. it's it it takes place in it, it's the same sensibility, but instead of in uh, Fargo, it's taking place in Minnesota. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. It, it's good. That. Thanks for heads up. Uh, update on my end. Yeah, what's up with you? Um, Little League mom that I reminded of Johnny Depp. <laughs> okay. We had our last interaction, and it was a little odd. It was probably not as odd as the um, "You Look Like a Movie Star" Johnny Depp interaction that we had. But she at our at our last game, she called me over and she's like, "Hey, hey, come here, come over here, come here, tell some jokes." 
Yeah. She's like, Hey, Hey. And I'm like, okay, um, what's up? You know? And I go over to talk to her and she's like, Hey, I just want to give you this. And she kind of did that thing where she like, like had something like, you, you know, you got, you go to tip a guy low pro. Sure. You have something in your hand you, and you kind of just do your hand with your well, something your for the effort palm facing down. You just kind of reach out and kind of put it in her. She did that to me. She's like, here, I just want to give you these. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. And uh, I turned and walked away and it was um, two, there were like business cards and I looked at them and it was, uh, they were both for an order of free nachos at a Mexican restaurant. Okay. So <laughs> I, I got that going for me. Yeah. Hey, listen, I like nachos. Yeah, yeah, that was sweet. She she hit me with some nachos, so that's probably. Did you get any other good gifts? Do you get like a team gift? You said you were one of the coaches. I did. I got no. I didn't. You know, it was one of those things where there was there's a there gets to be too many coaches. Right. And there's only so much you can get people to put in. I got like a uh, it was like a Starbucks situation where I got like a big Starbucks mug and then like a couple a couple things of like start like drink powders from Starbucks that I'm probably going to throw away <laughs> unless you want them. You want them? No, no, no uh-huh. coffee for me. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. And it's not even coffee though. It's like juices or it's like sugary drinks that I'm not yeah, going to drink. A, sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, not into that. My real quick, my son's soccer team in the fall, we had like one of those pizza place yeah? finale yes. things. And one guy collected – one of the parents collected money from every every parent on the team. Like, I'm going to get the uh, coach a little gift. And then he makes a big show of it and he hands the guy a T-shirt and mug that say number one coach on it. And the guy's like, great. Thank that's you. pretty sweet. And he goes, this is from all of us. And I was like, that's ah, not so much for me. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I, so, it's usually a gift co- – it's usually like 25 bucks to Starbucks or like sporting goods. Which is all right, which is perfectly yeah, good. You can use it, you know. Put it put it towards a new something for golf or new pair of right. sneakers or something. Yeah, right. But uh, this year, not so much. And hopefully, this is this is it. I think the kids over the league. Uh, mm-hmm. Ed, I previewed the topics earlier. Let's get to it. Let's talk some sports. What's going on? What's happening in the world of sports that needs to be broken down? Baller lifestyle style. All right. On Reddit yesterday. Yes. Eagles linebacker Connor Barwin revealed Nick Foles had the biggest meat whistle in the Philadelphia locker room. Brian, okay. how is this possible? And I, I don't, I don't want to be prejudiced, but how is this possible? Firstly, I don't want to get into this is too long of a discussion, but I don't, I don't understand what Reddit is, and I don't want it explained to me ever. I don't. Same here. I just I, know it's something that sometimes. Uh, uh, news gets revealed. All, all, everything happens first there, but I don't want to know. I've looked at it, and it's just a bunch of words, and it's really confusing. It, it looks like a website from 1993. Um, I first of all, this I I'm happy for Nick Foles. Uh, I actually have in have encountered Nick Foles a few times because when he before he got drafted, he was out here. I think like working out, like getting ready for the combine. Is he a big dude? He's fucking massive okay he's there it's no shock to me like i didn't neither of us are the oh i encountered him because he was come he would work out train or whatever and then in the evening he would come do bikram yoga at the yoga studio i went to to kind of enhance his training and uh i remember the first time i saw him he walked in and i'm like oh that guy's fucking somebody he was massive i mean 
I know he's just a quarterback. He's a fucking huge person. His fingers are real big. His hands are huge. He's just fucking huge. Uh, he had all like Arizona gear on and he did yoga with me a few times, but neither of us are the shower after yoga types. Like, you know, some dudes will go in there and get naked. So I, I didn't do that and neither did he. So I never got a chance to check out his dong. But if I'm I were sh- him, I would definitely be the shower after yoga guy. Well, I'd be the shower after everything guy. That That's yeah, that's definitely right. Yeah. I, it's no surprise to me if if he's proportioned to the rest of him. He's just like big, like his, just everything about him is just bigger than a normal person. Uh, so I'm sure he's just got a massive dong. But here's the here's the better part of it. Like no one, he doesn't need to be Visante Shanko. He de, no one has to see right. his dong because, and this is what I've always wanted. I just want the rumor. <laughs> exactly. Now, exactly. Just get it out there. Yeah. Now, what are the odds that Connor Barwin shows up to camp and finds a shiny new Rolex hanging in his locker? <laughs> like exactly. Nick. No one ever has to see Nick Foles' dong, and now everyone thinks Nick Foles has a huge dong. I'm sure he does have a huge dong, but who cares? He's got the rumor, and that's all I want. Somebody get that rumor going for me. And if you look at. Nick Foles in uniform, like, during a game. Like, he is not the biggest guy in the field. Like, just think of the size of these guys. Yeah. For him to win that contest is it's pretty impressive. That's and true. And, and I'm not – and I'm definitely not going to bring up the racial factor of it. But it's it's well, got to be a big win. I'm just saying, are they – are they sh- is he only – is Connor Barwin only showering with certain parts of the team? <laughs> I, know, it's, I just want to put it out it's there. It's not the 40s, Ed. I'm pretty sure they all go and have it sit All right. I'm just, I'm just saying it surprises me that a guy that is – if you had to rank the size on the roster, he of, of what is it, 53 men? Right. I would say size-wise, even that no. you say he's so big, he can't be bigger than about the 40th or right. all 38th the, All those guys guy. are fucking mountainous and he's a quarterback so he yeah he's definitely not even one of the bigger guys so yeah he's he's definitely he's it's fighting surprising. an uphill battle yeah it is surprising definitely i do have some inside knowledge on some historical big cock moments in nfl locker rooms well you i know that you are a guy and you you've said this pretty much and i'm i'm on the record i'm yeah, on you, the record you're on the record i don't think i've ever urinated next to a pro i i, I took a piss next to um that snowboarder sean white one time Right, but I didn't realize I was taking a leak next to him until I was done taking a leak because I thought, you thought it, was it was like a third grader. Yeah, I thought I was a little kid because he, like, if Nick Foles is really big, that Sean White guy is really little, like, like a child size. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't have a look at his Johnson. Uh, but I know you're on on the record and you've had the opportunity to have a peek at some famous dongs in your life. Well, the two I'm going to tell you now are are kind of friends of friends stories. Mm-hmm. Secondhand dong. Yeah. So a friend of mine w- played in one of those golf pro-ams where you pay some crazy yeah. money and you get in your foursome a An NFL athlete. player. Mm-hmm. And this was in Tennessee. And so Frank Wycheck was uh, the old tight end for yes. the Tennessee Titans was in the foursome, and I assume many beers have been consumed, so this was this was on the uh, the back nine. And he asked, he worked up the courage and said, so, uh, Frank, who's uh, who's got the biggest dong in the locker room? I would and, totally do that. I would do that. Yeah, and Frank Wycheck, like, not batting an eye, goes, oh, you mean Cinnabon? And he goes, Cinnabon? What, what do you mean? He goes, 
Oh, yeah, that's what everybody calls Steve McNair, because his cock's so big, he just, like, has to coil it up to fit it in his <laughs> jock like a Cinnabon. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's the so, thing. like, The guy with the, the biggest cock in the locker room is always showing people his cock. Like, right. that's not, that's, like, a, an, an axiom that in professional sports or any kind of locker room situation, the dude with the massive dong always makes sure that thing is out for people to check out. <laughs> uh, and another another story is a friend of mine went to high school and knows a guy who punted for Mississippi State uh-huh. uh, in like the early 90s, let's say. And he said in the locker room at the time, there was one man... Eric Moulds, the future Buffalo Bill receiver, right, used to be able to swing his cock between his legs and catch it in his ass cheeks. It was so big. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> One, how do you learn that you can do that? Two, who does that for other people to see? Uh, apparently, this was a was a ritual. And my, there might have been somebody else. I'm... I'm Maybe I'm screwing this up. It might be Andre Hastings, the other receiver, who could do it. I'm, I, I, I'm not positive of that one. But Re- receivers and quarterbacks, yeah, Coxman. Wow, like the <laughs> D line needs, like the O line. That's mostly white guys. Uh, the D line needs to step up their game. They need to. They need to. There are some get, enormous get, men. Enormous are. men. Vince Wilfork. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. That, so I was yes. thinking for for uh, our uh, mailbag. Right. Yes. We should say, speculate, who do you think, maybe historically in the NFL or just in any current locker room, who do you think has got a big dong? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is, that's, yeah, dong speculation. Or, or if you've got some dong stories like I do. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Do you have any backroom dong knowledge? We'll take it. In the mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Uh, well, congratulations to Nick Foles and congratulations to Connor Barwin who just got himself a new Harley or some type yeah. of gift from Nick Foles who, who, who owes him big time for Absolutely. giving him the rumor. The dong uh, rumor. Do all right. Know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Next, next story. Next up, Vince McMahon. Forbes is reporting the WWE CEO – Lost three hundred and fifty million in one day. That's last. Yeah, the, the the share prices plummeted in one day from twenty to like eleven to around eleven in one day. Okay, couple things there. First of all, I can't believe that the WWE is publicly traded. You know how there's like certain, and you're a Wall Street guy. There's like certain companies that people just won't invest in because it looks bad for them. I feel like WWE or like certain people like won't buy precious metals because it's just it's like betting against the economy and you know there's like quirky little things there in investing. Who wants to walk around saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm a big shareholder." Yeah. Uh, where Apple, uh, Microsoft, Coca-Cola, GM. No, man. Uh Bronzed guy, spray tanned, wrestled up, steroid guys that <laughs> wrestle around in a soap opera for dummies. <laughs> what? How is that? The sad- How is it a thing? How is it a still existing thing? Okay. Yeah, the saddest part of the story is that he had three hundred and fifty million extra dollars to lose. Like, who's supporting this endeavor anymore? I, I well, in the in the Forbes story because I was looking at it in March. 
he was valued. I mean, he took a, a tumble in one day, but in March he was valued at 1.6 billion, and he's down to 750 million wow. in May. Wow! So he is he is really taking a tumble. So my my hope is that he's down to zero at yeah. that rate. He'll be down to zero by the end of the summer. Yeah, at the, yeah, that's what I was gonna <laughs> say. He'll be leaving, living under a bridge in like August. <laughs> Uh, it's 2014, and there are still adults watching wrestling. I just can't even believe that. Like, I don't. It's a soap opera. Everybody knows that, right? I don't think there are actual soap operas on anymore. Like in the daytime, is like Guiding Light and Days of Our Lives. Are those still on? So, I think that it's consolidated a lot. Like, I, I think there are just, like just a few. There's like General Hospital and As the World Turns, or there's like. Two or three left. There used to be 20 when we were kids. Yeah, I think there might be – some of them are online anymore. And the, here's the thing. It's because they're fucking stupid and they ran out of storylines 28 years ago. There's only so many amnesia cases and there's only so many um, evil twins you can do. And there's only so many people locked in a basement you can have over the years. And I feel like it's the same with wrestling. Like, how many times is a guy gonna, you know, go double double cross? Right, right, yeah. The, the, the ref the, is the manager gonna hand him a uh, foreign object from under the ring apron? You know, it's like how can people still be entertained when they're still doing the same shit they were doing when it was sort of acceptable for you to like wrestling when you were nine? Also. Yeah. I'm, I have no problem if there's if there by chance any nine or ten year old boys who are listening to this podcast. Go ahead, like your wrestling. Yeah. But then as soon as women come into your life, like no, no more. Right. You have if you're nine, you have like two more years where it's acceptable. But try like keep it to yourself. Don't don't right. let anybody know. It's going to be bad for your look at school. Uh, well, yeah. Sorry for Vince McMahon. Although he should be. Pretty stoked that he has that much money in the first place. He should put a couple hundred mil. He, first of all, he should divest himself of his own company because that's clearly a losing stock proposition. <laughs> yeah, the only when you were talking about Wall Street guys, the only time I think it would be cool to talk about wrestling is if you said I'm shorting massive amounts of <laughs> WWE stock. <laughs> that, yeah, that's my play. <laughs> <laughs> My, I've, I've, made, I've made myself filthy rich by just shorting the shit out of something for 10-year-old boys. Absolutely. I totally agree. Uh, okay. Uh, what else is going on? All right. The big one. Yeah. Michael Sam's boyfriend. Now, we've all had plenty of Michael Sam in the last week and a half, two weeks. Yes. It's, it started as the inspiring story, then became nauseating when Oprah got involved and said she was going to do a reality show. Then he came back and said, all right, we're not going to do the show. Um, and first of all, like, if he wants to be known as a football player, not a gay football player, he, I'm pretty sure he's supposed to stay away from the own network. Uh, yeah, definitely. Well, somebody probably said, dude, you're a seventh round draft pick and you're gay and you're already going to be a little bit of a circus no matter what. Uh, leave the TV cameras at home because you're for sure going to get fucking cut. Yeah, if he makes If he makes the team... If he makes a team or some roster, he will get paid because there are endorsements waiting for him. For how sure. Much could the, how much could the own network really pay him? Yeah. He, not, not much. Yeah. He needs to be a football player to make those things happen. That's the way it works. He's, he's a gay football player. If he's not a football player, he's just a gay guy. And there's lots of those. And they, right, they don't we, have endorsement we, deals. We have, we have plenty of gay guys, both in and out of the closet. I'm, I'm happy 
I'm happy for Michael Sam, but it would be way more powerful if he made the team and was effective as a gay man rather than just being the circus act for a few weeks in August. Then he could be the true pioneer so that other potentially, I mean, assuming there maybe are one or two, man, in the NFL right now, maybe they would be more comfortable with their sexuality and think, hey, this guy's doing it. This guy's a good example. He's he's paved the way for guys like me. I'm going to go ahead and come out of the closet and embrace who I really am for the world to see. Let's hope. Right, it would, it would be cool. But anyway, that yes. it's all been yeah. talked to talk the to meat of the story. The, the meat and meat is the operative word here. Yes. Uh, so people started digging into the past of the guy he kissed after he was drafted. His name is Vito Camisano, which, which shockingly enough, we learned that that guy is the grandson of mob boss William Camisano, a.k.a. Willie the Rat. Oh, yeah. I actually read that. He's called the Rat because that's where he would put the bodies of his victims, right? In the sewers. Yes. It yeah. wasn't that he was telling talking to the cops. It was because that he used that as body disposal. Right, right. That's that's pretty that's that's another reputation you want. Like if you're a mob guy, you want to be known for where you dispose of bodies. Right. That, that and then people will steer clear of you. And that's pretty scary that like mob world Yes, that he's 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 dipping his pen in the mob ink uh, is pretty pretty intense. But what we also learned is Vito has dated more than one famous person, not just Michael Sam. He was dating Austin Wilde, oh, gay yeah. porn star. Oh yeah, household name Austin Wilde, <laughs> gay porn star. So oh. I thought it would be kind of cool if I I gave you a few uh, list of movies and you tell me if it was an Austin Wilde movie or just a fake title okay okay well but hold on let me get to let, let me make my two points because okay. i want to get to this first of all having your grandson make out with a football player on espn with cake all over his face is that better or worse for your position in the mob than going to therapy to talk about your family problems Oh, it's it's got to be much worse. <laughs> I feel like that is like the death knell for mob careers. Have, like no one's going to want to do any business with you after that. Also, here's the, here's the second thing. Here's the bigger thing. Like Michael Sam needs to do whatever he can. He needs to be, for lack of a better term, straight arrow. He needs to do everything right. He's a seventh round pick. He's got some baggage. He's undersized. He's it's It's going to be a miracle if he makes the team. He's got to find a niche. He's got to be able to do something special team, something pass rush. It's a team. Third it's down a team. Down. It's a team with a good defensive line already. Like yeah, good pass rushing. So it's it, the Rams stink, but what they do have is that position. Right. He's got to. He's he's got to do whatever he can. And here's the deal. So he scrapped the Oprah show because somebody's like, dude, idiot, you're going to get cut. Don't you can't do a TV show. You're probably going to get cut anyway. So here's what I think. It seems like every season a different team is dealing with a locker room MRSA outbreak. Do you think that these days uh, and with how NFL practice facilities are basically clean rooms, do you think they really want someone there who's one degree of separation from whatever is carried by a gay porn star? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, staph infections there. I mean, they have they have trouble just dealing with basic things. Right. Whatever a, whatever a gay porn star has, and this and whatever it is, it's it's mutated. It's it's a, it's a super bug of whatever could possibly be carried. I mean, it's you know, there's a lot a lot of promiscuity going on in gay porn. Okay, Ed, gay porn titles, Austin starring Austin Wilde or made up. Go. Okay, you tell me, real or fake? Real or fake? Spankenstein. Fake. Correct. Nice. Humongous Cox Nine. Oh wow, wow! I'm gonna go real. It is real. Oh, nice. You know, not my favorite in the Humongous Cox series. I feel like things started slipping away from them after Humongous Cox Five, which was right. a tour de force of Humongous Cox. But still, a great series. Love the Humongous Cox series. Seven was an origin story, right? That's where they they went back to the basics. Right. It was yeah. It was like the <laughs> Fast and the Furious that was in Tokyo. I like that he didn't appear in one through eight. Like, did he grow in time, or just he he, he was. He was like a hired gun, like in the Fast and Furious series. Like he's like the Rock. Yeah, they the brought humongous him. Cock. They brought him in to energize the series with the <laughs> humongous Cox franchise. Uh, all right, fuck machine. Uh fuck machine. That sounds like more of a straight porn title. I'm gonna say fake. Nope, real. Whoa, he, whoa, <laughs> he was in it. Wow, he was good a, for him. And you know what? I'm I haven't seen the movie, but I'm guessing he was he was doing a lot of fucking in that movie. <laughs> it seems like that would be like somebody in the star of that movie if the if the what's this guy's name? Austin what? Wild. Austin with Wild? A, with an E, like Oscar Wilde. If he was going to star in this movie, he would have to be basically a fuck machine because the movie is called what? <laughs> fuck machine? Yeah. Yeah. And this is the first one. This isn't even a sequel. Right, right. It's the real deal. Yeah. Um, Shaving Ryan's Privates. I feel like I might have heard that before, and I feel like it's just one of those um, like made up. It's like too on the nose, so I'm going to say fake. It is fake. It, it was a movie, but it was not starring Austin. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm a married man. <laughs> oh. Um, this is the, this is the fantasy, right? Turning a married man. Yeah. Um. Yes, it is. Yeah. Turning a straight is the number one goal of any gay man, is my understanding. I'm gonna say that's real. It is real. Oh, nice. Uh, feather dusters. I can't imagine what that is, but it seems like it's a real thing. Real. Fake. Ah. Uh, X Men in men. <laughs> That's gotta be real. It's fake. I heard that one. Oh, X Men in men. Some, somebody green light that straight away. Call. Yeah. Hey, hey, any listeners That's, out there? That's my creation. I want. I want a cut of that movie. Any listeners out there in the gay porn production industry? And I'm sure we have at least a couple. Give me, shoot me an email, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com, and let's get – Ed will write a treatment. That's his. Don't steal his thing. He's already trademarked it. X-Men in men. Uh, let's get that made. Uh, all right. Wet dream. Uh, real. Real. Yeah. Uh, Tales of the Arabian Nights. Real. Real. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. That's, that's, a, that's a costume drama. Steamworks. 
Real. Real again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on a roll here. Sick. Sick degrees of penetration. <laughs> made up. You made that up. <laughs> I didn't make it up. It actually is a real movie. But oh, but Austin Wilde. But not. not but but not starring Austin Wilde. Gotcha. Um, and that that's what I got. Wow. And then I just wanted to give you a little bonus thing. Austin Wilde is not just a porn star. He's a porn uh, website owner. Oh yeah. And the website he owns. Guysinsweatpants.com. <laughs> Is that a fetish? Yes. <laughs> Apparently so. I did not click on the link because, you know, I just don't need that kind of I don't I don't need that in my you, life. You don't want that in your history. <laughs> I, I don't want I I don't want it on my web history. I don't want that in my brain history. Right. I have a feeling there's gonna be sites that I cannot forget on men in sweatpants. Hashtag or guy, guys in sweatpants. Incognito window, Ed. We get it. Uh, well, hey, that is excellent, excellent stuff. Uh, very interested in the career of Austin Wilde. Very interested in the career of Michael Sam and Vito. Vito could be a star in his own right. Like they should give Vito a show. He sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, it sounds like he's going to be the star of the Oprah show if they if he makes the team and they do like a season two. If he gets to season two, I bet they they do the the reality show then. Yeah, he could be like an interior design. I feel like he could have his own like maybe cooking segment or something along those lines. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll spitball it later. Uh, okay, you ready for this one, Ed? <laughs> okay, let's do it. I'll just read you the headline: Drunk Tennessee man tries to have sex with ATM, comma picnic table, colon cops. Lonnie Hutton, forty nine. Lonnie. Reported, Lonnie reportedly tried to get intimate with a cash dispense at the Boro Bar and Grill in Murfreesboro Friday night. When cops arrived and brought him outside, he allegedly tried to continue the act with a wooden picnic table. Wow. Uh, wow. Pulling down his pants and underwear, he allegedly attempted to penetrate one of the device's holes – I mean, only the only holes it's got There's, is for credit card. Or I guess the cash comes out of one, the and the credit card goes in the other. He's got to have a really thin dick to go for the other slots. Yeah. I, I would think because it's the receipt hole, the card, the ATM card hole, and then the cash dispenser. I mean, even if you're making a cash deposit, I think they say only put like ten bills or something in there in the envelope at once. He would definitely have to have smashed his maybe some type of industrial accident or smashed his like he used to do with leaves in kindergarten. Smashed his dong between some very heavy books for a very long period of time to be able to even negotiate sex with an ATM machine. Uh, but just not to be outdone, he then strutted naked from the waist down around the venue, thrusting his hips out until cops arrived. He was truly peacocking. He, he, he was right? absolutely peacocking. He was very, very <laughs> proud of his ability to sex the slot of a picnic table as well as the ATM machine. And this guy, you know what this guy, he reminds me of, <clears throat> and you probably had a guy like this in your fraternity or okay. – Growing up, everybody knew this guy. It's the guy that was forever trying to introduce you to prison style masturbation methods where he's like, okay, like <laughs> like jerking off just wasn't enough for this guy. So he'd be like, hey, okay, dude, here's what you do. You go home today. Get your, get, go to the cupboard. Get a Ziploc. All right? Fill it about, I don't know, 
two-thirds of the way with mayo. And then what you want to do, go in your bedroom and slide that Ziploc in between the mattress and box springs. Dude, <laughs> trust me on this one. <laughs> Nothing feels better. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, there was when I was in high school, there was a dude that had like a whole setup that he would tell everybody about. He had a chair in his shower. Um, it, like it was just not enough for some people to masturbate just normally like the rest of us. Um, everyone's there's everyone knows a guy that's tried to come up with a new masturbatory technique, and I feel like guy that fucks the ATM machine might have been that guy. He was just a next level masturbator, is yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, he's he was he had moved on and wanted to try new things, and this was his newest invention. And well, of course, wish, he was doing it in front of everybody to to show the world. I wish the story revealed: Did he take out money first, or did he just get right to the fucking? Because, in his defense, have you ever not gotten rock hard looking at an enlarged picture of Andrew Jackson? That's true. That's absolutely true. I mean, old Hickory, you know, not not the old Bills where it was the small head. Like, you get a giant picture of Andrew Jackson on that 20, and, like, it's pretty – he gives you that come-hither stare. Yeah, definitely. It's pretty hot. You don't you don't want to use the spank bank version of him either. You want to get the real thing. Maybe lay out a couple. Maybe get yourself a Franklin. You know, sometimes those machines will give oh. you out $100 bills. Oh, Ben. Yeah, Ben Franklin. Um, he had that ponytail – Sure, bifocals. Yeah, he was sexy. But I like the the part of the story I, I read that the cops when he when he fucked the uh, picnic table is because the cops were like, "Hey, why don't you just go outside for a little while?" Like they they were still like talking. I have a feeling they were just sitting there like, "Okay, how do we write this up? Like, is this a this is two eleven? This isn't a two eleven. Is this a five fourteen or one eighty eight? Like." They were probably just going through the cops' manual. Like, what are we arresting him for? Because it can't can't just be nudity. Like, there must have been something else. And they just sent him outside. Like, that's the type of thing, like, a teacher does. Cops yeah. don't just say, go go sit outside somewhere. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They they were Rochambeauing. They were doing paper, rock, scissors to see who would have <laughs> to arrest him. Because, A, they didn't want him in their car. And right. two, they didn't want to be the one to have to sit there all night and write a report about the guy, the guy they arrested for fucking a picnic table at an ATM. <laughs> and again, a picnic table, in his defense, they they do have those holes in the middle, like the ones that have the yep. umbrellas. Yep. So, like, he probably saw that, and I mean, you know, when you've been interrupted. Yeah, mid mid action. He, yeah. he had to finish the job. That's true. You don't you seize never, a hole. You never want to pinch it off like that. The also, you never know. There could have been some erotic writings carved into the table. Occasionally, you'll see like who local teens love doing that. Right. Local teens love writing dirty shit. Right. Who likes it? Where? Who does it best? A lot of times, that kind of stuff will be there, and maybe he's just into erotic fiction on picnic tables. Who are we yeah. to judge? He sees the he sees the hole, as the old saying that grandmas across the world say: "If there's no umbrella, insert your big fella." <laughs> I think that's the perfect place to take us to our next segment. Uh, Ed, great job with all the the pre-fancy stuff that we do every week. 
but let's get to her now. Joining us now from Singapore of all places on location is everybody's favorite. She's not here. I get emails about it, and that's a fact. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy Sauce? Hey, Fancy. I'm good. Hi, guys. How are you? We're good. Good. Stoked you could join us. Ready uh, to talk about some important world topics. Yeah, it's it's we're excited that you're here two weeks in a row. Hopefully we can make this a regular thing like it was yeah. before. I, the Bachelor starting this week, I know. Oh, so the Bachelorette. We, yeah, the Bachelor The Bachelorette is starting and everybody's excited about that. And I don't want to have to bring on Jason Stewart every week as a replacement for you, but I'm, I'm willing to do that if you're not available. Uh, so tell us, Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? Okay. So I, first off, I have a few updates um, on stories that we've discussed previously. I like that. Let's, I like to circle back because I forget about these things. Right. Well, actually, we, we didn't discuss this one on Fancy Pop, but you guys talked about it on the podcast last week. Um, Casey Kasem was missing and his children filed a missing persons report. Zoinks. Did you guys discuss did you guys discuss that he'd been located? Yes, Ed. Ed was losing sleep. Ed was literally He's an old friend. Out. An old friend, yeah, right? He was missing him. Our answer right. well, in a minute. The good, the good news is, um, a judge stripped Jean, his wife, who was um, blocking his three children from a previous marriage from seeing him. So, a judge stripped her of her power and um, awarded his daughter Carrie temporary conservatorship over. Her dad. So that's good news. Did they, yeah, they found like him? Witch. They found him, but I, I never found out. I saw the headline, but where did they find him? Um, you know what? I was just about to look that up. It did, doesn't say in the story. It just says in Washington State. It doesn't say exactly yeah, where. So that's he, was, where, he was wearing that's a, a loin. He was wearing a loincloth right. and on peyote. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> they they had to pull him out of a sweat lodge. Although it seems like. It's, and it wasn't clear to me whether Gene had taken him somewhere or if he had just wandered off on his own. Well, yeah, no, that's from the earlier story. That, that would be called a silver alert. I learned. <laughs> I learned that. Is that a real thing? Yeah, is that real? Old people, because I, I see it sometimes. It's a just silver old people alert. or old people, right? That's interesting. I, I mean, like based on all that shoe polish that Casey Kasem rocks, it's more of a Kiwi Jet Black number five <laughs> alert because he will, he would never allow anyone to see him silver. No. God, no. Uh, but it's it's confusing to me because I thought he was infirm and then I read that, oh, they found him and he's fine. He's doing good. He's alert. And I'm – and. How can you spirit away somebody that's in perfect health, I wonder? Well, he's got dementia, so you can he, probably tell him what ebbs. Yeah, right. That's that's what I thought. Yeah, well, we're, we're good going to, to Disneyland. Yeah, good to see he's back. Hopefully they can reboot the 500th incarnation of Scooby-Doo, of which <laughs> Casey Kasem was a star, America's right. Top 40. It might be time for Casey Kasem's comeback. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for big things for him. In 2015, they they propped up uh, Dick Clark like like uh, huh. <laughs> like Weekend at that, Bernie's. So they sure bad. did. That, that was, was bad. really that was really bad. With with the the corresponding or the connecting tissue here is Shoe Ryan polish. Seacrest. He he. He Ryan Seacrest had his <laughs> knife in both those guys' back. He took God. he he T- took T- the top forty. About- 
Talking about Seacrest just quickly, I, I heard him on the radio here in Singapore the other day. He does the top 40 countdown probably yeah, everywhere. That's that. It, that was a I can't, syndicated. I can't, get a, I can't get away from him. That was Casey Kasem's thing, and yes. it's a big deal, and it makes a lot, a lot of money because it's syndicated uh-huh. to lots and lots of radio stations. And now that's Ryan Seacrest's thing, as is the New Year's deal, Dick Clark thing. Yeah, he was like, "I'm Ryan Seacrest," you know, in Singapore. Like, yeah, yeah, it's wherever there's money, Ryan Seacrest is getting a taste of it. Okay, okay. next so story. Moving on, um, another update. Apparently, Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin are still cohabitating, even though they're um, consciously uncoupling. So I don't know if this is – they're living together still. I don't know if this is part of the conscious uncoupling process. What What is a worse penalty in a divorce than being forced to live with Gwyneth Paltrow? Murder-suicide, right? <laughs> right. I mean, you're, you're, you think you have sweet relief. You're like, okay, I'm out. I've made it out. And then they're like, no, you agreed. And then it's like, no, you can't, but you can't move out just yet. We've got to live together for six months. I want, I, I I can only imagine the terms that she's laid down. Yeah. If she, like, if she's insufferable when you're occasionally getting a banger, you know, I guess that kind of makes it somewhat better. But now it's, she's just insufferable, and she—you're not even—you're just live there. You're like roommates. You're you're w- living with the absolute worst possible roommate you could have. Yes. <laughs> she makes she makes him watch Iron Man three before bed every night. There, well, yeah, she has a lot. Like he has to draw her a bath. Like she likes things a certain way. She has to explain like. He comes in the room and he's like – she's like, oh my god. I'm so glad you're here. I just got off the phone with my good friend Madonna and Madonna was telling like – she's dropping right. names of her – all of her her famous friends because that's what she does. She's singing du- – she's like, hey, I'm doing another duet with Huey Lewis. I need you to listen. Yeah, good news. Watch the kids. Good news. I just DVR'd Country Strong. Yeah. You need to sit and watch this with me and critique my performance. Yeah, a lot of critique. She asked for a lot of critiques, I bet. Right. She's she's very conscious of herself and her image. And I just don't – like if you're out, you're out. Get the fuck out. Like they both have money. Move out. Move down the street. <laughs> right. I read I read a story yesterday that Giselle um, Bunchen, the supermodel, Tom Brady's wife, mother of his two children, is the new Gwyneth Paltrow because she is uh, equally insufferable. She probably is insufferable, but she doesn't speak English, so that's like a good. We don't have to deal with her as much. And she's ten well, times more attractive, and was not in the movie Shallow Hal. Right, and didn't win an Oscar for that. What was that Shakespeare, Shakespeare in, love. in love? Yeah, she's I. She's I mean, she doesn't have an Oscar. What's Tom Brady's wife's name again? Giselle. Giselle. She's a bit handsome for me. A little handsome. I agree. She's, she's, she's handsome. handsome. She's handsome, like but she's, she's not she's a, a third grade she's boy. Pretty, no, she's yeah. pretty. Ma- she's pretty and she's masculine at the same she's, time. Yeah, she's yeah, strong jawline. She's got like she's got the body of a of a pro volleyball player, which isn't yeah. my deal. And she's got the real, she's got the face she's of a really male a, pro volleyball athletic. player. Yeah. Yeah. Not my thing, but yeah, I get it. Uh, okay. okay. Next story. Um, I have another update and I know that Ed's I'm, excited to talk about this. I'm into um, updates. Okay. This one's about Chris Brown who is um, oh, serving, yeah. I think 131 days. 
As I <laughs> said, LA, it should be 131 years. Yeah. Right. Um, the guy that is in the next cell to him is none other than uh, R&B and soul singer James DeBarge, who's also in prison for um, drug and um, assault with a deadly weapon charges. So they're in they're in a secluded part of the jail for high profile prisoners. There's there there's a wall between them, but apparently they have been making sweet sweet music together, writing songs, singing them, while the rest of the jail harmonizes along. Is there anything better than this story? There's, there's how nothing is, how better. How is El DeBarge high profile? When was it's, the last no, time Rhythm in the Night was played on any no, no. DJ? This isn't El DeBarge. This is one of the other DeBarges. El it's, DeBarge is the famous DeBarge. He's the one that was married to Janet Jackson. He's the only DeBarge you know. Also, they were in the group DeBarge. Like, right, weren't they, were, they? They were yeah, all in all that brothers. group together. Right. How, so this so is he was shaking a Morocco and who's Johnny? <laughs> right. Who, how, how do you have one brother called L and the other brother called James? Right. I don't know. Like that's not – those names don't even go together. Like how do you get – how does that even happen? I do like I do like picture them both sort of like leaning against the wall, Shawshank style and it's uh-huh. like the bars are there and it's it's almost like a Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis comedy. <laughs> they're, they're like harmonizing. It's really Bing sort Crosby. of a – yeah, Bing Crosby. It's a Bing, old right. Bing Crosby movie. Well, this is a mu- this is a musical waiting to happen. Yeah, it's totally a mu- it's a musical where women get beaten. Yeah, instead of Bing Crosby talking about like robbing a bank to save an orphanage, it's like ba 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 boom. I beat up my girl. <laughs> they can't see each other, and apparently they've written like three songs already together. <laughs> That is. I mean, it makes me laugh. That's pretty awesome. I'm really sad for that other DeBarge guy, though. I didn't know he was locked up. That's terrible. If you're the the one who's being tortured the most is is the guard on duty. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I would just immediately call for the de lousing every time they start singing like de lousing. What about all? What about all the other? What about all the other inmates that don't get to leave? The guard gets to go home. These guys have these. (laughs) These guys must could be singing all night. That's and you true. To, and you're forced to like you're forced to do jail time and listen to them sing all night. Ba-ba-ba-boom, I sold they're Oxy the, to a twelve year old. They're in the famous section, which is like they are DeBarge's the brother. Segregated is, section. DeBarge's it's, brother is like really like I I know like Artie Lang would tell the story on Stern about how when he got locked up in LA, the how the the cops all had to stand around and discuss for a long time whether or not he was famous. So they knew whether or not to put him in the famous section. How, how on earth does El DeBarge's James DeBarge make it into the famous part of LA County Jail? Yeah, like, like no one's going to recognize S- that guy. Skippy from Family Ties is probably in there. Right. I, I wonder I, what I what I really want to know is they can't see each other. They don't like they didn't know they were like how did they find out? Like how did Chris find out it was James next door and vice versa? How they the fuck does other. Chris Brown know who DeBarge is? I barely know yeah, anymore. That's true. That's true. Well, he He's probably had young. to pitch himself to to Chris Brown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they like, Hey man. I don't know if you know me. And he probably right. started singing like some of his hits. Who is Johnny? <laughs> Who's Johnny? <laughs> Well, they probably do that. It's called kiting, 
where they they wrap up notes and they tie it to a string and they they slide it out from under there because it's not bars like the old days when it was all I cool. Don't, I think that's the olden days. Like it's, I don't think you could do that now, can you? Yeah, they do do that. It's it's doors oh, really? now, but there's a little there's a little opening under the door, so they slide the note. They like spin it into the next cell, and that's right. how they communicate with each other. So this is like Papillon, except the worst version of Papillon of all time. Yeah, that's exactly right. Although I feel like a buddy comedy. There's a sitcom <laughs> pitch here somewhere. Yeah, and there's like three. There's like three records coming out of this because they're in there for like you know a, a while. They're, so. Yeah, they're totally going to record something. I need to know. Like, I need a third person's perspective. Like, is Robert Blake in there right now, or OJ, <laughs> or who? Like, uh, some of the other famous guys that have been put in there, like Tommy Lee or Robert well, Downey they're Jr. All gonna, they're, they're all going to try and sell their story. Yeah, I need I need the third party's perspective to see really what's up with Chris Brown you, and Elder Barge's brother. You know, a few of the members of the Commodores are like, "Quick, let's cr- commit a crime so we can get in on this." <laughs> we need to get on this record, you guys. <laughs> yeah, everybody that wasn't Lionel Richie in the Commodores is like, "Why couldn't I get locked up next to Chris Brown?" No, Chris Brown's new record is going to have like. You know, collabs co- co- with like everyone that's in, every famous person in prison. Yeah, right. Yeah, Robert Blake singing harmonies, <laughs> Scott Peterson's playing the jug. Yeah, I can see it. Charles Manson. Yeah, all, all those guys. Uh, well, that we're, hopefully there'll be more updates on that. Uh, yeah, Kate, I'll, I'll keep you updated for sure. Chris Brown's going to be in there for quite a while. Yeah. Um, a quick Lindsay update. Um, this is no big surprise, but Lindsay. apparently. Lindsay is apparently doing Molly still. Um, MDMA. Yeah, although most Molly these days probably has zero MDMA in it. Right. Um, but according to a source, quote, right now she's doing a lot of ecstasy in Molly because the psych meds she is on, if she's tested, will only show up as amphetamine, which she's prescribed to her so it's safe. Lohan's reportedly on meds such as Dilaudid, Ambien, Adderall, Zoloft, Trazodone, and Nexium to treat psychiatric problems. So um, she's figured out a drug she can take, which won't show up in drug tests, basically. I, I have a real basic question. I thought Molly was essentially ecstasy, no? Yeah, it is. Essentially okay. it is. But it's, okay. it's supposedly it has it supposedly has more or pure MDMA in it, although that's kind of a myth these days. It's, like it's probably like a, used to. It's like a rebranded version of ecstasy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, good for um, her. I mean, she's she's yeah. on the straight and narrow. We saw with that reality show that things are looking up for her. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I think my stories have a bit of a, che- a, cheat- a cheater's theme today. So Robin Thicke, who... So does, um, so does most of the pornography I watch. Go on. <laughs> Robin Thicke, the R&B singer who had that big hit last summer, Blurred Lines, um, is reportedly going to use the Billboard Music Awards this Sunday night to make a plea to his estranged wife, actress Paula Patton. Um, So these two split up over the fallout from um, that obnoxious MTV VMA performance with Miley Cyrus, the one with all the twerking she did against his crotch. Where he was dressed like the Hamburglar. Yeah. Right, with that tight, <clears throat> stripy suit on. Yep. Um, and then um, it was followed by a picture of Robin with a woman that revealed in the mirror behind them 
his hand grabbing her ass. Oh, he was grabbing some ass. He, he had like grabbing, a couple. He had a couple see, fingers in the crack. Did you see that picture? It was great. No, I, I didn't. Yeah, he he had a. They were standing of ass. in front of a mirror, getting like a fan picture, and he is grabbing her ass, and it's a little intimate. It's obvious that this is not someone he's just met. So and the, and they I ended think up the girl. Spl- they stood the, up. He the girl wife. whose ass he grabbed later admitted that. Yeah, she did that. They'd yeah. had a th- that they'd had a thing. So they, they had a thing. But now he wants her back, and I'm rooting he's, for him. Well, he's written a song. Yeah. for her, which he's going to premiere he, for Paula. He's written a song for Paula to try and get her back, and he's going to premiere it at the um, Billboard Awards on Sunday. I if, also, if you want to talk about handsome women, that oh, that is a yeah. she has got she's got a thick neck. She's real tall. Yeah. yeah, she's super handsome. But I'm kind of like, he's white. You know, she's African. She's She's got an uh, Adam's apple. Yeah, I mean, it's Brian like, you know, there's loves, something going on there. Brian loves that. Yeah. That's, Adam's apples? It, interracial. I'm into interracial things. I like interracial. I support them. Yeah, I support oh, yeah. it. I do not Ed, yeah. support We support handsome. it. Of course. Ed drafted yeah. Ebony. Um, the and the other thing. Oh, and I lost it, but I can't. I just came back. Also, it could be that this is one of those. I feel like they might get back together because I read another thing that one of the issues with their divorce was uh-huh. is that they had uh, they were sharing. They were having threesomes with a, a massage therapist, like this chick. Oh, oh that's also, hot. yeah, also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Much like the porns I watch, uh, this woman was coming over to massage them, and they uh-huh. would all three get naked and wow. get sexual as a group. But uh-huh. later, Paula How found did I out miss this story. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was on. It was in the star. Paula found out what that Robin Paul, was seeing yeah, her. He was without, al- He was also banging her without Paula around. Yeah, that's not and really Paula cool. was not cool with that. So I feel like these two are sort of on the same page. They yeah. could. I feel like this bridge cannot not be gapped. That there will be some sort of resolution. I'm rooting for these two kids. I am too. They were high school sweethearts. Yep. You know, they've yep. been together for a long time and they've got a little baby together. Yep. They need, and to, his, they need his, to work it out. His dad is, that is the coolest. Alan Thick. Yeah. Alan Thick. Love yeah. that guy. Um, yeah, I tell you what they I'll tell you what they shouldn't do. They shouldn't go to Dr. Wexler, Torian Dean's therapist, and film it. Well, why not? If they're going to work things out. Because <laughs> Dr. Wexler's advice. not the answer, man? Do you have a Tori no, and Dean I mean, sto- update for us? Are you saying I mean, a, not, a online... I'm, saying, I, I, okay. I'm talking about the whole process of filming your therapy sessions about yeah. your, and, you know... Yeah, that's issues. a bad... Well, I mean, I suppose you could <laughs> film them, but putting them on television would be a problem, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know why you would film it. If you right. weren't going to put it on TV, unless you wanted to sit there and review it, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure Gwyneth um, films her therapy sessions with Chris Martin and then makes them watch it together later. <laughs> oh yeah, and she's like, "See, look, look what I did here. Why can't you be more like this? See right. here, see, look when I'm berating you and pointing at you with my finger. Like, do you see how I do that? Like, that's really. I should put that on Goop, right? Uh, yeah, Go- I quick- could sell that on Goop. <laughs> Okay, um, and this has a this has another kind of this story has a, a cheating background as well. And, and this isn't really a story. I just wanted to to, to get your guys' thoughts. Demi Moore, who's fifty one, um, and her marriage, you know, we ended. You know, we know that it ended because Ashton Kutcher, her husband, cheated on her. Real quick, real quick. Yeah. 
I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'm just yeah. going to go out there. I'm going to put myself out there. Demi Moore mm-hmm. looks good for 51. Agreed. And she does look good. I she, totally agree. She looks good. She's obviously had work, but she hasn't overdone it like the rest of these broads. She's had a tasteful amount of work. She uh-huh. keeps her body in shape. She obviously she drinks does. lots of water and eats pretty healthy. I know she likes to party. She probably does a little bit of Coke here and there. Who knows? But the point is... Is at 51, she's still pretty hot. Yeah. Go on. She's a mixture of good genes and she knows how to take care of herself. Agreed. Okay. So she is in a, she's dating a drummer from a band and he's 27 years old. Of course. And he is friends with the guy that her daughter, Rumor Willis, is dating. That's that's a problem. Rumor's got that jaw. He's Rumor's rumor's handsome. Right. So. So mom and, daughter's boyfriend, mom and daughter's boyfriends are about the same age, and they double date. Perfectly yeah. normal. What's the big deal? <laughs> okay. I mean, I feel like this is also a porn genre. Can we, can we have a quick aside on Demi Moore? In yeah. St. Elmo's sure. Fire, she, oh, tried she, to commit, so she tried to commit suicide by open windows. Right, by, <laughs> right, so cold sitting, by sitting in a cold room with a locked door and all the windows. What was open. that? That she, is less realistic than Teen Wolf. Like, what was that and, Right. And she had to be saved by Rob Lowe. And his saxophone. His, the hot mess saxophone. <laughs> the sexiest man alive. He put right. a blanket around her, and suddenly she had recovered from her. <laughs> it's the her, weirdest scene ever. Yeah, her chill. She, her, her chill. <laughs> Don't do it, Jules. Don't do it. Don't open those windows. Oh, yeah. Jules, Jules and her bangs. That was an important movie for me. When I was growing up. It was also important for me. My grandparents had on TV, which is like a precursor precursor to cable. It was just one channel of cable movies. And St. Elmo's Fire was on like 300 times a day. And I was a fan. I was a big, big Demi Moore fan at the time. And an yeah, early I got, that, I got that haircut. That movie. I got the Jules bangs. Like yeah. I got that haircut. Yeah. I bet, I bet it was cute, Kate. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Next story. Um, but just quickly, I kind of feel bad for Demi. She's got it now. She's got to watch, yeah. you know, in the press as her ex-husband's, you know, new life plays out and unfolds. You know, he's engaged to Mila Kunis, who's, you know, about the same age as him. There, you know, she's got a ring on her finger. She's pregnant with his baby. They're moving into a new house, and now Demi is telling her friends that she wants to adopt a baby, that she's ready for another. Baby. Uh, well, she's and a I little feel bit. Like, I just, it just, it feels sad to me. Well, first of all, when you said ex-husband, I thought you were talking about Bruce Willis, and I saw him. My kid he made me also, watch. He's also with a much younger woman, a model, mm, and they have two young children. Right. She just had another baby. Right, my son forced me to watch the first G.I. Joe movie oh, no. with The Rock. I think it was the first. Yeah, I've, actually, I've seen both. And wow. Bruce Willis is in it. He has like a cameo. Or he's in it for a portion. And that, unlike Demi Moore, that bro got old quick. He is extremely old, mm-hmm. and he was lucky to latch on to a much younger wife, although I feel like th- those saggy balls are going to send her running for the hills very quickly. Being that yeah. big of a blowhard will age a man. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> and also, like, I don't feel sorry for Demi Moore because I f- think that Ashton Kutcher, he doesn't strike me as, like, the most intelligent individual. 
So I feel like she got out while the getting was good. Yeah, he's younger. He's got you know. Of course, he's going to get a younger wife. But she's banging a twenty-seven-year-old dude. Like, what's she's she's got nothing to worry about. She she shouldn't have a kid though. The guy who's really having a, tr- a trouble is the guy who's dating her daughter, and it's well, in yeah. the same yeah. circle that Demi. So it's like, yeah. hey, bro, you you ever think about trading? Like, yeah, they're related. Yeah. Tag let, me me, in. let me take mom or like a. Yeah. Or a threesome, or yeah. like you know, an orgy. Closet time. That guy's like, but, yeah, you stick with rumor. I'm good with the mom. They give rumor like the wrong address. Like they send her somewhere else. <laughs> they the, wrong, the wrong day and time. Hey, yeah, rumor, why don't you go pick up a case? We're we're gonna hang back with mom. Yeah, we're gonna. Hey, what's your mom? Hey, rumor, what's your mom doing tonight? Like, why don't do, why don't we see if she wants to go to the movies with us? <laughs> Call your mom. See if your mom wants to go to dinner. Hey, you know what? I'm thinking about going to Vegas. Can we invite your mom? Oh, you're busy this weekend? Well, I, yeah. I don't want your mom to be alone. So, like, invite your mom anyway. Yeah, I'll just go with your mom. It's cool. We're buds. Yeah. I'll be, be a perfect gentleman. That, this, uh, this is also okay. a genre of porn, by the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, Kate. Everything, everything circles back to that. That's true. Um, you guys aren't watching Tori and Dean at all, are you? I don't want to go into it too much because you guys aren't watching it. I have it on and- my DVR. But I don't I know. I feel like I get it all right here. Not, I don't, I, I don't want to come in too knowledgeable about Tori and Dean. Th- this episode wasn't that great. I think they were setting things up for next week, which looks amazing. A lot of crying, a lot of yelling. Um, apparently, Tori's seen quite a few divorce attorneys in L.A. already. And of the rumor is that she's going to drop the bomb um, and hit him with divorce papers after the show's finished. After they get paid. My- might be a rumor. Who knows? Um, so this this episode, um, Dean's show, Chopped Canada, the one that he um, was working on when he cheated on Tori, right. it's been it's been picked up again. So the dilemma is like he wants to go back and shoot for two months, right on the heels of them trying to fix their relationship. You know, he's moved back home. There's lots of arguments. It's very tense. It's very um, tense and emotional at home. He wants to now. Jet back to Toronto for two months um, and leave Tori and the kids again, and she's freaking out. So um, we'll see what happens. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna end up going, and she doesn't want him to go. But she's like, I can't tell him not to go because then he'll resent me. So that was a lot of what was going on in their oh. therapy sessions, which I love. Like Dr. Wexler, she's she's a star. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch that. I'm gonna watch that tonight. Um, I feel like, you know how there's like an area code thing? Like it's not cheating if you're a certain number of area codes apart. And Dean. I'm a lot of area codes apart, by the way. Uh, Yeah. Just kidding. That's true. You're on the (laughs) other side of the world. Um, Dean. That's my thing. Dean, he's not too smart, much like Ashton Kutcher. I don't feel like he's super intelligent. He's bounced into another country. He's in the great white north. Maybe in his mind, he's like, well, no, it's good. We're all good. Like I crossed an actual border. I'm clear. I'm free to do what I want to do up here. He he, he probably does. What kind of show is he on? He's on Chopped. it's chopped. It's a like a what is it like a chef's show? No, is it it's con- oh, is he a chef whoa, or is he an whoa, actor? Whoa, 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 whoa! I well, have to, he's I have an to actor, but he the went concept of chopped. He went to, you guys, he yeah, he went to culinary school, so he's got like he he knows about cooking. So Kate, he's you, the host of this show. Yeah, can you explain it? Kate, like, you know you know the taste with um, that's kind of what I thought it was. My girl in the gels and what? Tony Bourdain and and my and my and my guy Tony. Yeah, yeah, that show. I know the one. Uh-huh. 
they well it's like a it's like a small version of that you get three chefs uh-huh. And each round, you have them make something, and you go, "Here's the here's the ingredients you have to work with," and it'll be weird ingredients like pate, jelly beans, and um, seaweed. And right. they're like, and then and then there's like staples in the kitchen mm-hmm. too. So, but you have to use those three things along with whatever else is in the kitchen, and then everybody makes something, and then three. Um, chef judges have a taste of it and they go, oh, this fucking sucks. And then one right. of them gets kicked off and then they do another okay. round until they get to so is he more just, than three. Is he one, he's just one of the judges or is no, he the he's overall the host. host? Okay. He's the host. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so he's that's been picked up. He's going to go back and do that. We'll see what happens to their relationship. The highlight of this episode, though, was one night he tries to do something special for Tori. He makes her dinner at home, and he buys her some gifts, and she unwraps one of them. And she's looking at it, and she's like, oh, massage oil. Cool. And then she kind of reads it, the label more closely, and she's like, Lavender scented personal massage lube. Like it's he's, for, it's, he's bought her like some massage like lubricant, not that, like for him. And, yeah. Right, and so and obviously these two aren't like having you know they're not having sex again yet. Yeah, like things yeah. are tense. They're sleeping in different beds, and he thought I'm pretty sure he's so dumb like that he went to CVS and thought he was buying her some you know some massage oil and he was going to give her a foot massage because apparently that's something that she likes and instead he's bought her some personal lubricant and so that was awkward i feel like that's a production (laughs) seems like a fun marriage storyline right there um the previews for next week have her um a a big fight and she's um in hysterics wow Wow, yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to catch up tonight. I know I say that every week and I probably won't, but I'm going to say that I'm going to catch up tonight and watch on Fast Forward. I'm going to watch all of Tori and Dean. Okay. I, we, we need to talk. I, I'm, it took me ages to get here, but the big story of this week, uh, that elevator scene. Team Solange. Where Solange goes ham on Jay-Z for a full three minutes while... Beyonce stands by and watches. I mean, it was crazy because it it lasted for so long. It wasn't just like he said something and she reacted. This went on and on and on. And there's lots of of theories about what's going on. Was Beyonce in the elevator? I didn't see it. I I heard about it, but I didn't see it. You need need to watch it. It's, it's, yeah, I think there is Jay-Z and... Jay and Bay are there. I think there's a security guard yep. or two security guards. There's several and, people. And Solange. Yeah. But I don't think there's any other random people. I think it's all like in their circle, inner circle. But she takes her shoe off, right? And she's hitting, she's trying oh, to whack him shoe. with her. Well, yeah. she's trying to whack him with her clutch or something that she's yeah. got in her hand. I think it was her bag. And she's going so mental that the security guard grabs her around the waist and is hold and is holding her for a while. And then he, it looks like she calms down. And he lets her go, and she starts doing it again. Um, it's pretty crazy. So we're not sure what's going on. There's a lot of theories um, on the internet, which is no surprise. All um, a few of the crazier ones is um, 
that Beyonce is actually Solange's mom, that her date of birth um, is actually a lot earlier than stated. I like that. Um, and another one is that um, Solange is actually Ivy Blue, Jay-Z and Beyonce's daughter's real mother, and that they used her as a surrogate when Beyonce couldn't get pregnant. I think it's commonly understood that they used a surrogate, but I what? think that going with Solange as the surrogate is I don't. Be- a- I don't believe that they used a surrogate. Mm-hmm. Like, think mm-hmm. of all the a people, lot a lot of all the people that are always around them. Like, it, that would be such a hard secret to keep. Like someone would leak that, you would think. There's people around them all the time when she was pregnant. I don't know. It just seemed like that that seems okay, it could have happened, but you're it right. seems far fetched. You're hundred percent right, all. but I wanna believe it. I wanna believe it so badly. <laughs> I have right. A um yeah. Go, go. Can you imagine the simmering rage you'd have if your name was Solange? <laughs> Christ. That's well, the worst she's name of all Beyonce. Time. I'd rather be called Solange than Beyonce. <laughs> They're both pretty bad. With an, with an accent. Solange Beyonce and Dignity. Solange. <laughs> um, and, and I'm much more a fan of Solange's music. Oh, yeah. Solange is awesome. Look, look. Is she really she's, a, she's much, a known thing? She's much cooler. Yeah. yeah she's she, a known thing. She is. I'd never heard of her a, until she doesn't the have elevator. A, she doesn't have a career like, like her sister, obviously. Of course not. Nobody does. You know? And people are saying she's mad about that. People are saying that Jay wouldn't put her, Solange, on his tour, and she's mad about that. Um, I mean, the, the most popular story is that apparently after – this was this happened after a party after the Met Ball. Apparently, Jay-Z was going to go to Rihanna's after party, and Beyonce was going home, and he wasn't going home with her, and the sister was – thought that that was not cool yeah also there's like some stylists they're stylists well there's a there's a fashion designer rachel roy who used to be married to damon dash and she's an attractive girl for sure apparently jay-z and rachel roy have been working together and getting a little too cozy Mm -hmm. and the sisters and the sisters um doesn't like it and apparently at the met ball solange um also confronted rachel roy about it so that sounds like the most likely scenario to me Um, is that she feels like Jay-Z and this Rachel have like an inappropriate relationship and maybe she even thinks that they're, you know, sleeping together. I'm team Solange. I don't know any of the <laughs> I'm details. I'm team Solange too. Obviously, but I'm team Solange. But here's my thing that I feel like people are too apt to forget. Like Jay-Z cruises around. He like wears a dinner jacket and he's got a line at Barney's and he's like – an agent. He's a, he's a he's a crack dealer. He's a crack right? dealer. His whole thing. <laughs> he was. His, his whole career whole has been built rise on talking in the game about and talking about it. Right. Was talking about how he sold crack. <laughs> That's his thing. Like I'm a crack dealer. Here's yeah. me. I'm. Yeah. I got to into hip hop from selling crack. And this circles back to our, you know, the theme that if you're really good at something, yes. dancing, yeah. selling crack. Beating up women, like it doesn't matter. You could go you gotta, into business with Barney's. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Well, the world, you're the forgetting world the part where he's the most successful rapper ever. Right? No, he he definitely. I is, mean, there's, but he does he have is. a little bit of a career. But it's the same, so, like right? But it was built on the back of a lot of drug money. Like, like who's that other guy? Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. Also, 50 cent. drug dealer roots. He can't suddenly put on a tuxedo and be 
become a CEO and have everybody go, oh, this guy's a CEO type guy. He always, always, always is going to be the gangster type. And Jay-Z some- is friends with Barry. Obama. Barry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're friends. Like, I don't, like, I'm all for people rising above their roots and all that, but it's like, no one, it's like you can never mention that again, or his whole thing was how he was a crack dealer. Yeah. He, you know, I think that people are wondering what this video is going to do to Jay Z and Beyonce's um, reputation because they're. Their whole thing is that their relationship is, you know, is they have this perfect relationship. They're like the Brad and Angelina of the hip hop world. You know, they've got that, you know, it, there's this perception of perfection and that's been tainted by this video that shows that there's obviously some, you know, inner turmoil. And Beyonce just stands sure. there and she doesn't do anything. She doesn't put her hand up once yep. to try and block the sister. Um, she just stands there and, you know, where everyone's fascinated about what it's all about. So um, I'm sure we'll never find out. And they released a statement saying they're moving forward together as a family um, in a united front, of course. But, um, you know, it's just interesting to see what goes on behind closed doors. And it's, you know, it's just one of those rare occasions that we get a glimpse into something that we shouldn't have seen. So. Me too. I'm into that. I'm team Solange all the way. Yeah. So... Um, so there you have it. That is uh, that's fancy pop. That's the wor- wor- the news of the world for today. Love it. I'm so interested. I want we ru- we've run out of time, but I'll just I'll just tease it for next time. We've oh, talked. Quickly, yes. I, I forgot one last thing. Get it, baby. As celebrity baby names, Emil Hirsch, the actor, named his baby boy Valor. Roy. <laughs> boy, Valor. Valor. A boy. Valor. Yeah. Val, he yeah. named it after something you're awarded a medal for in war. Right. Valor. <laughs> Although this could be one of those things because he's – this isn't like a love – well, this is a love child. This is – he knocked up some rando and she had the yeah. kid. Yeah, basically. And and she was probably you know not of the – she didn't go to finishing school. She wasn't raised in the best families. I mean I don't know if there's a Florida. Uh, you don't think she's a Yale graduate. Right. I don't know if there's a Florida association here. But it could be that Emil Hirsch, Alexander Supertramp didn't name the – kid himself it could be that this chick named it valor it doesn't matter he you know he allowed it that's true or maybe he just wanted to pick a name worse than a meal (laughs) 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 or solange all right we'll leave it at that what i wanted to tease is we've been talking i want to know my gay category and i feel like there's no gay people that listen to the show because i've asked several times what category of gay am i and uh-huh. recently there was a there was a, a draftee in the NFL draft. Michael Sam was drafted in the NFL by the Rams and he is obviously into twinks because he gave a big kiss to his twink boyfriend when he got drafted. Yeah, he and it, was, it was all over TV and it was mm-hmm. a big deal and Michael Sam is – Michael Sam's boyfriend's probably into bears because Michael Sam's a big dude. And so I always want to know what I – what category I'm in in the gay world. And so I looked up. I Since no one responded to me, I asked several times to, for one of my many, many gay listeners to reach out and say, hey, Brian, you're this. I looked up gay classifications on on, on the onlines, on Google. You- 
You did. What did you find out? Well, I have I have a whole article here that's all gay classifications, but I say we save it till next time for the next fancy pop. We do the gay. We, we'll talk about gay labels. Okay, let's Sounds do it. Good. Sorry, I I took up a lot of time this week. There was a lot to talk about. No, always always a jam packed segment. We try to get in everything we, that we can, all the celebrity gossip and news of the week, the real news. Uh, so, yeah, that's important. We can get to gay labels next time. Great. Sound good? Yeah. Can't wait. All right. Fancy. <laughs> really appreciate it. Going above and beyond, on location, many, many, many time zones away, many yeah. area codes, probably not even an area code where she lives uh, or where she's currently camped it, out. It, it's an international dialing code. It, yeah, exactly. It's, con- wow. it's a country one, it's a country it's a country code. Oh oh one <laughs> plus you gotta Google how to call there. It's craziness. <laughs> it's a free for all. Do whatever you want. Um, that's it for Fancy Pop Ed, another outstanding show Did for it again. You, my friend. Yeah we it's all, crazy. We all dominated. Yeah, it's just unbelievable how good we are at this, and the downloads show it. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll do it again next week for Fancy Sauce, for Ed Daly. I'm Brian Beckner. This is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Later, you guys. Later, you guys.